0: Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward podcast. We're we're thankful. We listen to people when they pray. And the brother just said, thank you for the people that showed up here today. You know, I believe that that, uh, y'all showed up here, but not necessarily to see my smiling face. You showed up here because there was a need in your life, there was a desire, there was a prayer on your lips, There is more problems than you could shake a stick at. You showed up so that you wanted to see Jesus show up, and that's exactly what I want to. Let's look at the verse of Scripture again in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. I'd like to preach on the thought of a message this morning at the beginning of 2023. And maybe I'll ask you, what does this year hold for you? And I'd like to preach on foresight. Foresight. But I don't want to pronounce it F-O-R-E, not or spell it that way. Not like the regular word. Foresight means the ability to see what will or might happen in the future. You know, when I was a young man, I went and got my palm read and got a palm reader. I was not a Christian. It's not a Christian thing. I was up in uh, Philadelphia and my girlfriend and I were there and uh, we went into this place and we got. when it's not Christian. Okay, but that's what I did. Why? I wanted to see the future. No one's that. Look, this lady was in business. I wasn't the only one that went in there. So I went in there and she opened up my hand and, and she goes, oh, and you know, they're like, I don't remember how much it was. Don't, don't hate me. I wasn't a Christian. That's what I did. So, and, and she goes, this line means, and I don't remember what she said because it's all a bunch of gibberish anyway, right? <laughs> and this line means, and this line, and all these lines in your hand had significance. You know what happened when I got saved? I realized she was right. The lines in your hand have significance. If you open and close your hands, they crease. That's the significance that they have, and that's the only significance that they have. But I'm thankful when I found out Jesus as my Savior, I didn't need to get my palm read. I needed to trust in the R-E-D, the red palms of Jesus that were sacrificed on the cross, and I needed to be saved from my sin. Brethren, I'm excited, so I want to preach on not foresight, not F-O-R-E-sight, but for 4 space, sight. As in what purpose are you going to have this year? I want to preach on three things for Christ, for you, and for others. Foresight. This person said, I don't get the purpose of an air filter. It just sits there and collects dust. But I'm thankful that the men and women, they look and say, Preacher, I'm looking at 2023. What purpose do I have in 2023? And you know, the Bible declares the first thing I'd like to share is that God has a purpose for us for Christ. For Christ. A lot of times we can get discouraged because of what happened last year. I was listening to a preacher preach and he talked about this, uh, this man that was walking on a beach in France. Southern France, there's a place called Normandy. And in World War II, we had an incredible operation, which was, we remember as Normandy, on the beaches of Normandy. The uh, American forces, allied forces came in, Canadians came in, uh, uh, probably a lot of other nations were involved to dislodge the Germans, the Nazis, from occupied France. So my, my mom bought me a shell from uh, Omaha Beach. It was the name of one of the places, so I have it up in my closet. Well, I believe this happened in 2022. I, I checked it out. This man was walking on the beach, and uh, he, he picked up some rocks. You know, you collect pebbles. And uh, was one of them was pink, and he, and he stuck it in his pocket, and he's walking along, and his pants caught on fire. And he put his hand in to get the rock out, and his, his hand caught on fire. And he got severe burns on his body. Say, preacher, why? Well, they used phosphorus in some of the bombs, that, and this thing burns white hot. But you know when it burns? When it's exposed to air. So if it's under the water... It's fine. But he picked it out of the water, dried it off, and stuck it in his pocket, and immediately what? Seventy years later, woof, it began to light on fire. And you know that it made me think of, and a preacher began to bring it up. You know that a lot of times we can be caught in those fires of yesterday. And you know it's all fine until that old battle, that old problem, that old That old flame that we used to have, that old girlfriend or boyfriend, it begins to burst into flames because it's not kept under the water. What we need to do is we need to be washed by the water of the Word. We need to have our soul watered by the Holy Ghost. We need to have that that cleansing flood of Jesus Christ in our life to keep ourselves from bursting into flame. I'm thankful that if you find your purpose, it's going to start out for Christ. Jesus in John chapter three, he answered and he said, verily or truly, I say unto thee, except a the man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is
1: spirit.
0: You know, what's interesting. Someone said, I have a gift and they're like a natural musician. You know what? It's a gift, but that's not a spiritual gift. You know why? Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That's a, it's a fleshly gift. You're, you're a talented musician. I'm not saying that God didn't give you that gift. There are some people, they can sing. And then there's some people, they make a joyful noise like me. But I don't have a spiritual gift. If it's a spiritual gift, it's not something you developed. It's something that God just put in you. You know that I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm one of those people that I want to serve God, but God didn't make me to sing. And I remember we were in Orlando, Florida in about 2000, and, and uh, I was singing an altar call. And the pastor stopped me. I mean, I mean, right in the middle, he's like giving me that, you know, axe across the, the neck. Like, please stop. Why? Because my voice was probably so bad that I was turning people away from Jesus. But you know what? I was doing what I could. I don't have a spiritual gift to sing. But there's something here. God said there, that there is knowledge and there are things that the world gives. But then he said there's something that God gives. There's something that God can give to you. And whether it's the ability to sing or play. Or whether it's the ability to serve God. You know that when God gives us something, it's not down here from the earth. It's from heaven. Thy will be done. The Bible said on earth. As it is in heaven. When God comes down to your life, God wants you to be able to serve Jesus. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. The word Jesus means salvation for Christ. You know, instead of going back to that phosphorus, a lot of times we can you ever wonder why something happens, and you can say, Why? Why did this happen? Maybe last year, maybe COVID in twenty. Why? Why? We were gonna go to Norway in 2020 and we were going to go to France. And through the Arc de Triomphe, we had tickets. We had an Airbnb. We didn't know about COVID. (laughs) And, you know, did you go? No, we didn't. We got, we sent, and we got all the refunds back. You know what? Why did that happen? I absolutely don't know. But the refunds came just in time. You know that I'm thankful that when we realize that we can put all of our trust in Jesus, that instead of those endless whys, like, God, why did this happen? Why did this happen? I remember talking to my wife when the Airbnb, one of our Airbnb uh, refunds came. It was right on time. It's as if God said, I'm just going to hold this money and I'm going to dish it back to you right when you need it. You know that God is faithful, See, sometimes we don't understand what, what what's happening. You ever been like, you ever been like, they even had a TV show called, What's Happening? <laughs> but what's, you're like, what's happening? God, why? See, I don't know what's happening and I also don't understand God all the time. Now, if you find someone that understands God all the time, <laughs> I doubt that they're telling the truth because I don't, I'm a preacher. God, why? Sometimes you do, you ask God, why? What's going on? But you know, there's something about God because God doesn't do things the way we do things. Why would he have a baby born? Why didn't he send a military conqueror? The Jews were expecting a military conqueror to come vanquish the Romans and kick them out. But Jesus came to kick out a more sinister enemy that was in our hearts and not on the throne or with, with, with bombs and guns, but very deceitfully inside of us. Instead of saying, Jesus... It says in his word in the old testament he said my ways they're higher than your ways he said my thoughts they're not your thoughts he said as far as the heaven is above the earth so are my ways above your ways you know sometimes god does things in our life like i prayed for margin you know what that that margin is it's like at the edge of your paper you have this blank space and i said god would you give me some financial margin? Just like give me some extra wiggle room. You know what happened? My car began to break down and my rent went up. <laughs> like, no, 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 God, that's the opposite. <laughs> they say you pray and it seems to be like the opposite things happen. No, you've never done that before? Like, what's going on? See, sometimes I don't understand God. But you know that, have you ever looked back? And they say hindsight is twenty twenty. You look back and you begin to see the hand of God. Yeah. In your life, you'd be like, oh, that's why you did that. Oh, God, that's why. And you know that when we have a foresight and we begin, instead of saying, why, God? Why, God? We begin to say, I'm going to look unto Jesus and say, what wilt thou have me to do? I don't understand. I don't understand why these things are falling apart and why these things are happening. But Jesus, I can confess your name over the situation. I can trust in you. You know, the Bible says not only... Are we for Christ in our foresight? But it's for you. You know, it's interesting. I was at the church. It says, thou shalt call his name, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done that? Have you ever called out to Jesus? I was at the church the other day, and I was praying. And I I just started. You know, you don't have to pray for two hours. There's a lot of prayers. Was it Elijah's prayer? I think it might have been... 34 words. I could be wrong. It's something like 34 words or 46 words. Someone's going to look it up, right? It's just, it's just a few words. And the fire fell from heaven. He didn't fast and pray for three hours. He just prayed in faith. And I was here for just a few minutes. And I'm praying and I'm, I'm talking to God and, and, I'm, and I'm going through names and saying, God, this one and this one. And then they, they texted me about the people that I was Praying for. You know, when God answers your prayer like that, you know what it makes you want to do? Pray more. It's like, this works. You know the prayer works. And I and I, I texted back. I said, I was just praying for this one and this one and this one. And then more things, good things happened, but you knew the Bible said that these promises, that God's promises, they're for you and your children and your children's children, as many as that be afar off. That I'm thankful that God gives promises to take you higher. They're for you. This is your year. God made this year for you, for you to be blessed in God. And for you, I was talking to someone about, or more than that, uh, about getting a goal for God. What is your goal? Not a New Year's resolution. Maybe you already failed that. I ate dessert yesterday, and then I had some chocolate pie. So I guess the, the, the <laughs> diet, I never made a diet goal, right? A diet is what you eat anyway, right? I have a diet of coffee and sweets, right? That's my diet. A diet is not what you don't eat. People think, oh, I'm going on a diet. We're all on a diet. It's just what you eat. And I like sweets. Amen. What if a doctor says you have to give them up? I'm going to have a hard time, but I I do want to stay down here alive and do what God wants me to do. But what goal for God could I impress upon you this year? I mean, for you. I mean, a goal that's specific, it's measurable, it's for God, and it ends in 2023 until you get that goal. What is that thing? I just want to put that in and you say, well, preacher, what would it be? It's not for me. It's for God. And it's for you. Uh, we talked to someone about reading their Bible all the way through. Brethren, that's a great goal. But maybe your goal is something else. But you know what? I'd say pray about it and see what God would have you to do. And see what God has for you and grow in God this year. This woman uh, went to return a pair of eyeglasses to the store. She had purchased for her husband that, those same eyeglasses one week prior. The optometrist said, what seems to be the problem with the glasses, ma'am? She said, I'm returning these glasses. I bought them for my husband. But he is still not seeing things my way. (laughs) Hmm. If you're not married, you don't know what that's about. When you're married, you've all returned some glasses. (laughs) These things just don't work. You know that God won't see things our way, but we can see things God's way. That we can have that foresight for us. That God's things are for us. There's a verse of scripture in the book of Isaiah. I believe that God has strength for us this year. And if you think like you've got no strength, if you think that, uh, say a preacher, I I just believe that I'm washed up. I'm not going to make it. I like pull-ups. You know why I like pull-ups? Because in about one minute, you can go from feeling good and excited to you just, you know, you're out of strength. You're not going to do pull-ups for 30 minutes, okay? You're going to do pull-ups for about 30 seconds. And you're going to be done. And it just shows you how quickly your natural strength can evaporate. But you see, what are you going to do after that natural strength is gone? You're going to look for another source of strength. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the uh, listen, young men shall utterly fall. That's extremely appropriate for 2023. Why not young women shall utterly fall? I was looking up prison population by gender. And... Uh, Do you know that there's more men in prison than women in prison, even though we're kind of equally divided as far as populations? Do you know what the division is? I'm not exactly, so I looked up a Bureau of Prisons, which is federal. It's like 93% men and the rest women. But what about suicides? Four to one men. What about violent crime? Disproportionately men. You don't see many serial killers that are women, right? It's men. And it's interesting. It says that men are in a crisis. The Bible says here that the young men shall utterly fall. Now you think about a young man and all of their strength and they're flexing in the mirror and nothing is sagging. You know, when you get a little bit older, things begin to sag. When you're young, you just have feel all this vigor and power. But you know, there's something about it that strength can evaporate, and if you don't have Jesus, then you'll begin to fall apart. And we see young men. There's a crisis that in suicide. I think someone commits suicide in the United States like every 11 minutes. Someone, and it's four to one men over women. So young men are in a crisis. The Bible says here, but they that wait. Not just young men, but they that wait upon the Lord. The Bible said something happens. You know the word wait isn't just to be like when I get in the car, I tell my wife, it's time to go at 11. She's like, okay. I'm in the car at 11 by myself. (laughs) Maybe my daughter's there. And then Man, you don't know what I'm talking about. And then my wife comes, she got her hair to do and got things to do. do, 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 do. I made a coffee and it's like, "Honey, it's 11:07," okay? It's but that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> 22 years I haven't figured it out yet. I tried to use the Jedi mind trick and say, "Let's be ready at 11 or 10:55." It just doesn't work. <laughs> Whatever. Wrong glasses. That's right. Wrong glasses. I need to take those glasses back. <laughs> She just doesn't see things my way. <laughs> the Bible says that you're not supposed to be bitter towards your wife. Amen. If your wife's different than you, if she comes out a little later, just smile, hug her, love her, show her that you care, okay? It's just never going to change, all right? Amen. Anyway, but men, you got things that aren't, you know, anyway, listen. We'll <laughs> it said they that wait upon the Lord. You know what that word wait comes from? It doesn't mean what I just explained to you. It's not where you just like sitting and waiting for your wife to get in the car. That's not wait. It comes from the Hebrew word to bind together. Have you ever seen like a, a, a rope and they weave it together? Or maybe a lady's hair when they get a braid done. And it, it, they, they, they take and weave that hair together to make it thick and to make it strong. That That's exactly what the word of God says when you bind together. That That's exactly when we need change in our life. We need to be all wrapped up. There's a song that said, I'm wrapped up. Tied up, tangled all up in Jesus. I'm wrapped up, tied up, and I'm tangled all up in God. Brethren, if you need power in your life, if you need power in your relationships, you need to get wrapped up, tied up, Tangled all up in Jesus. Take Jesus to work. Take Jesus to your relationship. Take Jesus to church with you. When you're reading something online, take Jesus with you. Get wrapped up in Jesus. Why? Because, you know, it's an amazing thing. When you get wrapped up in Jesus, my daughter's got long hair, so... And uh, I have a jean jacket. Thanks to Miss Jan. I got a jean jacket. I like jean jackets, so... Um, my daughter went to do something. It's hanging up downstairs. She went to do something, and then she came back, and she goes, Daddy, help! And her hair was caught. I think it was on the jean jacket, like on the button. It just got wrapped around. It got tied up and tangled up, and it completely stopped. It arrested her movement. I mean, and what did you do? I just looked at it because it was incredible. And she was just doing that. You didn't help her? No! It was neat. And then she didn't just pull. She was stuck. I mean, she was stuck. What did you do? I kind of laughed. (laughs) And I said, get yourself out of it. And uh, you know that, and she did, okay? No children were harmed in the telling of that joke, okay? (laughs) But you know that when you get wrapped up in Jesus and bound up in Jesus, he'll arrest you from doing the wrong things. But he'll keep you in his love. He'll keep you in his will. And the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength god will give you brand new strength uh we have a data plan on our phone and i think during covid they would give you it was hey god bless the federal government right someone gave us they dumped all this free data i don't know if you got that or maybe it was for the kids or something like that was it for kids for school okay it was a blessing so we got all this data dump which means your phone would always, you'd never run out of data. You could watch videos, you could stream. You didn't have to watch your data, okay? Then it ended. And then we would get these things. Your data, you, your high-speed internet is ending for this month or something like that. Or well, something like that, you'll experience slower speeds. I mean so slow to where I, I couldn't hook up a personal hotspot and do some work on the church computer. It was slow. You had to wait. For that next month. And then they would refresh your data. And I think for us it's the 29th or something like that. So we're like, phone won't work. Phone won't work until the 30th or something like that. But you know what? That's exactly what God does. When you're all burnt out and your data's down, the Bible said that God will just refresh you. And the Bible said that one thing you'll do is you'll mount up with wings. Have you ever seen the eagle fly? Now I've seen these little birds fly. You've seen little birds fly. They go like, they, they 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 flap their wings really fast, and they go up, and then they let their wings stop flapping. They drop like a rock. Have you ever seen a little bird fly? It's like, and then they stop flying for a second, and they just like, go like a helicopter towards the ground, and they, go, and they flap, and then they go back down to the ground. But have you ever seen an eagle or a hawk fly? They just spread their wings, and they're lifted up on the, on that air. And you know, the Bible said, you know, sometimes God will do us exactly like that. I just came and I prayed and there's, there's nothing that I'm doing right. And just God just lifts you up and say, God, do something in my life. And God just lifts you up. And God, it's like, you haven't even done anything, but you just catch that breeze like of the Holy Ghost and you just get lifted up. And I'm, I don't know if you've ever seen a, an eagle fly, but you know that a lot of times You have to contend with this, right? That there are these these birds called crows. And that we have hawks around our house. And there'll be like three or four crows flying around that hawk. And they're actually predators. For eagles and hawks, okay? Crows are actually birds that will attack. You know, there's a lot of times you get crows in your life and they'll try to like, you know, maybe they're people or maybe they're circumstances and they'll be biting and making all those noises. But if you watch the, the hawks or the eagles, they just don't pay them any attention. They're just flying along and doing what they're going to do. The Bible said they'll mount up with wings as eagles and the Bible said they'll run. We sing this song, uh... I've been running for Jesus a long time, and I'm not tired yet. And they said, and not be weary. Say, preacher, how does God keep a Christian going? I remember that someone said, you can't preach like that because you'll lose your voice. And, uh, And I said, well, if I lose my voice, God will just have to give me back my voice. And you say, well, we say, preacher, who's in charge? God's in charge. So a preacher, it. but if I do that, but the Bible said I'll run and not be weary. I like running challenges. You know, you find a lot about yourself when you run, when you get tired, and you can keep going. And I remember I ran a challenge to run all day. The first challenge I did, I picked my anniversary. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Twice? 20th I picked my 20th anniversary to do a challenge. I was going to run as far as I could in 24 hours. And my wife, that was not a good, don't do that. So the next year, I chose a different day. And I... Jesus. That is all Jesus. Jesus. You think a man... So my wife took back the glasses. She took back the glasses. He still doesn't see things my way. Okay? And then the next year, I think I did another one. 24 hours, as far as you can. And running, walking... And uh, start at midnight and just go as far as you can. And I love it. How did you get that? Yeah. It's like grandma. Grandma grandma started walking two miles a day three years ago. We haven't seen her for three years. She's a long way from here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did something to my hip. And uh, I I had to quit running for a little while. It just it hurt to run. I I over... I overdid it, okay? You know, and there's sometimes when you can run, you won't get weary, but you might tink something. But the Bible says you'll mount up with wings as eagles or something else will happen. That when you're serving Jesus, you'll run and you won't be weary. And I wasn't weary. I had a great time when I was doing my challenge. But the thing is, it says they shall walk and not faint. So I was forced to walk for like two months. You know, sometimes in in serving God, you're forced to walk, and I, you know, and it's work, it's God that helps us, and maybe that's you, maybe you're, you're walking, say, preacher, I can't run, but I'm walking, but you know what, that's exactly what God wants you to do, and maybe you've walked through a tragedy, or walked through someone, walked through a tragedy with somebody else, and it seems like nothing's going to change, but you're going to walk to church anyway, and, uh, you know, I've come to church where my family, you know, have needs and desires and things are going on. Say, preacher, what do you do? It might have happened sooner than you think or more recently than you think. I come to church anyway. I'm just going to walk with Jesus. And sometimes you just take that foot and you put that foot right in front of the other. But you see, my God says that if Jesus renews my strength, if I can't run, you know, there's sometimes you can't run. You don't feel the lift of the Holy Ghost. But brother, I can just walk and the Bible says that I'm not going to faint, that God's going to take care of me, that he's never going to leave me. He's never going to forsake me. He's going to be right there with me. I, I heard in this, a story of this, this person, a uh, little kid that wanted to go to school by themselves. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk by myself. My daughter, I tell my daughter, you can't be where I can't see you. That's the way I'm like my daughter. And I said, you've got to be within gun range. That's what I tell her. <laughs> you've got to be within gun range. Not so that I can shoot her, but that I could protect her. But this little kid wanted to walk to school by themselves. And the mother said, okay, you can do it. You know, after, you know, breathing a little bit. So the kid came home, you know, walked to school and then came home and said, mom, I did it all by myself. And the mother said, no, you didn't. <laughs> I was following you. You know, a lot of times we think of nobody's here, preacher. Jesus wasn't here. There was that time, have you ever heard those, that man walking on the beach, and my wife comes to the piano, he said, Jesus, you know, show me my life, and so Jesus did, and it showed him his life, and there were two sets of footprints in the sand. Have you ever heard that story? And then there were parts, when he looked back at his life, and there were parts that were hard. But there was only one footprint, set of footprints, not two. And he began to look to Jesus and say, Jesus, how come during the hardest parts of my life, you abandoned me? There was only one set of footprints in the sand. And Jesus said, during those times, I didn't abandon you. He said, during those times that were hard, he said, you only see one set of footprints. He said, I carried you. You know that I'm thankful that God is that way, but not only for God, but for you and then for others. He shall save his people from their sins. You know that someone's watching our lives. When you're outside of that door, there's a camera on you somewhere. (laughs) It might be in someone's Tesla. It might be on someone's uh, Facebook. It might be a camera on the light pole that goes for traffic. Somebody is watching your life. When that man was healed, that man that was lame, the Bible says that he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple. Walking and leaping and praising God. And it said all the people saw him. They were watching him. Walking and praising God. And it says, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. They saw the change in his life. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. You know that people are looking to see a change in our life, to see that which had happened unto us why so we can lead them to jesus so that he can make a change in their life like he made a change in your life like he will make a change in their life like he will make a change in your life and with heads bowed and eyes closed like he will make a change in your life this morning because it's not only for christ it's for you you know that if you get bound up and you get returned to jesus And get renewed in Jesus. And get refreshed in Jesus. There'll be a strength where you don't have to have any hang-ups. And go out to the ways of the world. God will give you strength in your soul. The Bible said, he strengtheneth me with strength in my soul. Though the outward man perisheth, Paul said. But that inward man is renewed day by day. There is a spiritual strength that God has for You, this is your year for spiritual strength. This is your near year to get bound up in Jesus, that they may look at your life and say, what happened to you? Because whatever happened to you, I need it to happen to me. I heard this account some years ago. I'm not sure of the people, but I think I met them because they were preacher, maybe a preacher and their wife. This man had come to church, and these are real people that I'm talking about. And then he went to the bar. True story. And he was sitting there at the bar, his head was down, and a girl came up, a lady came up to him and said, "'Why are you so sad?' And the man said, "'Well, you know, here I am.' I'm paraphrasing, I'm at the bar, I'm getting drunk." And he said, "'Tomorrow, I know I have to go back to church and make things right with God and the lady looked to him and said take me with you take me with you you see the world's looking for Jesus if someone's honest men and women they need Christ in their life let's find a place to pray as she begins to sing God have your way in our lives and you know what that lady came to church And I believe she became a pastor's wife or a preacher's wife. You know that these things happen when we put God first in our life. Have your way, Jesus. These altars are open. An altar is a meeting place to renew your strength. An altar is a meeting place to get something for God. Something for you. And you know what? Something for others. Because you know, someone's looking at your life. They know that you came to church this Sunday. They're depending upon you to get to Jesus so that they can get to Jesus so that they can reach someone for Jesus Brethren 2023 oh that men and women who started this year without God would look to Jesus and have him save them from their sins would your neighbors be redeemed this year would your co-workers be redeemed this year would a spouse be redeemed this year would your child and that's in my house too be redeemed for Jesus this year with a know Jesus foresight. Father, I preached your word. Lord, renew our strength, God, this year in Christ. Have your way, God. Speak to us, God, and then speak through us, God, to a world that's looking for Jesus, to a world that needs to know about the power of Jesus Christ. just the preacher but for Jesus you know this morning if you need something Jesus can meet needs. Me this morning God can do impossible things because nothing shall be impossible oh, God he is a great healer he's a great physician he's a great God he's a great
1: deliverer
0: great is the Lord and greatly to be praised he's a great God It is His faithfulness, His mercies are renewed every morning.